Guys, this week for the 10 Minute Tuesday, we have Nick Johnson here. Hey. And we asked on Instagram, what are some questions for Nick Johnson? And the first one that came through, the guy who doesn't know how to use social media, Joe Heinz, yeah. said, how much does Joe Heinz mean to him? <laughs> how much does your dad mean to you, Nick? Joe? Joe's mm-hmm. not my dad. Oh, he He's your dad. Joe's my Eskimo brother. <laughs> <laughs> I love Joe. Joe means the world to me. <sighs> he means the world to you. I love Joe. I love Joe. I'll never say a bad word about Joe. I yeah. I, I I love from the moment me and Joe met, going to all the calling contests, to all the hunting trips we've been on, to all the crazy scenarios we've been through. Uh, Joe has been. Is he uh, your favorite hunting buddy? Ah, yes. <laughs> Joe, Joe is one of the favorite, one of my most favorite people I've ever met in my entire life. Yes, I have to agree with that. Oh, okay, Jared Gray asked, "What's your favorite thing about him?" Oh, probably his smile. His smile? Yeah. <laughs> no. Jared, Jared's a great dude, man. Great mm-hmm. photographer. Great, yeah. great hunter. Fun to hunt with. There you go. Yeah. He is fun to hunt with. I really do enjoy hunting with Jared. Yeah. He, Another, did, he did my uh, wedding, annou- or not wedding announcement. He did my baby announcement photos. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it was great. It they was turned cool. out good? Yeah, they turned out great, man. He gave it, he, he was, uh, we took the pictures and he delivered them to us like 12 hours later. He's cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Great, great photographer. Great guy to, great guy to know. Nice. All right. Why do mojos flare geese in a field? Well, I don't think anybody can say anything more than geese don't like them. Do you think it's the white that freaks them out? They just don't like them. Geese don't like them. But you don't have like an official answer. Geese don't like them. What's your opinion? Geese don't like them. Okay. Yeah, and I'm not going to say that uh, they'll never come in with a mojo on because they will sometimes. Uh, but, uh, they just don't, geese typically don't like them. You need to have a, a mojo on a remote if you're doing a combo hunt. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, multiple people asked, how is it being a dad and how is the baby? Oh, the baby's awesome. Being a dad is awesome. What's your favorite part so far? Uh, favorite part is just, uh, how cute, uh, your own baby is. Your Would own you, spawn. Your own spawn. Yeah. Looking at, uh. Like you're looking at your own baby, and just everything about the baby that's yours is cute. Like, yeah. I'm 36 years old. I've never met a cute baby until I met mine. True. Right. Yeah. Right. And she's making all these weird noises, like, and the way she starts crying, and the way she just makes a silly face and shits her pants. Yep. You're just like, ah. So Dude, here's the crazy part. She has no idea who you are right now. No. No idea. The only thing she cares about is sleep and milk. Right. That's it. Right. The coolest thing in the world is right around like month three of her being alive, they recognize you. You'll come through the door and they'll just go like this. <laughs> and they'll just smile at you and it just melts you. Nice. Yeah, I'm looking like forward to the smiles. And like the I was tearing up. I'm like, oh my God, she knows who I am. <laughs> this is fucking incredible. <laughs> my wife is an uh, incredible mother. And so just Same. watching her thrive with that. Wait, watching them do what they're meant to do. Yeah. Isn't that just incredible? Right. Yep. Just that and cooking, what they're meant to do. 
<laughs> All right, Raquel, please don't listen to this. Uh, freelance spring snows. What are some easy and quick tips and tricks? Fuck the United States. Go to Saskatchewan. Bring 150 full bodies and one e-collar and your layout blinds in a 6x12 trailer and save all your money that you wanted to spend in the United States and all the time you wanted to take off for work to do it in the United States and go do it there after May between May 1st and May 10th, the end. That's a really good answer. <laughs> yeah. It's very summarized and I love it. Eric Strand says, who would win, a gorilla or a grizzly bear? I got the bear. For sure, I got the bear. I got the bear. You ever seen two bears fight, Carter? Yeah. It is unreal. Yeah. They're ripping like fillets of skin off of each other, and they're still just going at it. A gorilla, they get hit a couple of times, they run. Bears do not run. They fight till the death. Because right. you, you were going to guess gorilla, right? No. Okay. okay. Well, then I'm, then I'm just preaching to the choir. Yeah. Um. How big is Nix Johnson? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Not too big, not too small. It's got a good shape. Bends to the right. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> oh, some guy goes, does Nick J prefer women or birds? Like, all right, let's just say, if you could only have women or you could only have <laughs> birds the rest of your life, right? what would you choose? Right. Birds. Okay. Because you could always. So sorry, Raquel. You could always <laughs> jack off. <laughs> I mean, you could, right? Right? It wouldn't be great, but it wouldn't be terrible. The worst, yeah. 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 So I'm going to have to go with birds. God. <laughs> Unbelievable. Just crushing every quota right now. Mike Callion. Oh, Mike. Are illusions scared of the smoke? Yeah. Or scared of smoke. Yeah, we learned that on a hunt with Mike Kelly and hunting illusions. Yeah. Tell me. And it's not just illusions, but it's all it's it's it, I've heard this from it's I've heard this from multiple. If you're a smoker. Um so me and Mike and Brad Cal Brad uh Corcoran and uh Mike Kelly and me we were all hunting illusions and we landed like probably two hundred of them or so and we were in Oregon and uh we they had been in the spread for like 15 minutes. We had all had our binoculars on them the entire time. There is no bands, no neck collars, no nothing. And they're just hanging out and there wasn't much activity going on. Dude, I lit a cigarette. I lit once I lit a cigarette and then uh I uh took one puff of it and every illusion gooses, all 200 of them, their heads went straight up. And I mean, mind you, we've all been like sitting halfway out of our blinds with binoculars looking at these things for, they're comfortable for 20 minutes they're comfortable they're, and i took a, i said do those geese not like my cigarette and then i took a second puff of that cigarette and they all left like immediately and then i was band hunting with another uh i was band hunting with a buddy of mine named jeff houston and we were and jeff is a chain smoker and uh we were landing birds uh all morning and i noticed that jeff wasn't smoking and I was like, Jeff, do you notice, have you noticed that geese do not like smoke? And he goes, yes, I have noticed that. Not, so not just dilutions. We were hunting giants. We were band hunting giants. We had geese walking around in the spread for like two, three hours that morning. It was just nonstop, you know, like 
cycling birds. Birds were coming, birds were going all the time. And he's like, I can't wait for these fucking birds to get out of here so I can smoke a cigarette. You know, because like, yeah. I, I, while you have birds in the decoys, you're not going to like try to flush them for any reason just because they're not banded. They're just going to act as better decoys than the right. decoys you have. So like, I have noticed if you are a band hunter and or if you are, um, if you're uh, landing birds, checking them, do not smoke. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't like smoke. Birds don't like smoke for whatever reason. They'll they'll see it and they they don't like. I don't know what it is, but I I I, uh, I have one hundred percent confirmed that with illusions. And then I've I've talked to a, a band hunter that I highly highly respect. Jeff Houston says the same damn thing. So landing birds, hanging out with birds, don't smoke cigarettes. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah, it is kind of interesting. I don't know why, but it it's a thing. That's interesting because, like, back in the day, um, I was actually just talking to my buddy Jake Laney, and he was telling me about his grandpa. He used to own a piece up on Lake of the Woods, and he would shoot bluebills on the shore of this huge lake or river system, something, and he would light a fire when it was really cold because they didn't have heaters back then. Mm-hmm. It was, like, 30s, 40s. And um, and he would light a, a fire on the side of the shore, like, while duck hunting so mm-hmm. he could stay warm. Sure. And so it's like... Hmm. Maybe it's back then. There's so many that you're just killing the dumb ones, or well, I don't know. I don't know if it's that, or if it's um that they've they've just adjusted to the their situation, and the smoke is something new that they don't sure. like. I don't know. When when I was down at uh, Carter's Big Island down in Kansas, uh, Drake was saying they do that too. They they still do when hunting the big woods. They light a fire when it's cold in the winters, and the ducks don't mind it then. Really, mm-hmm. it's kind of cool. Um, what's your favorite state to hunt for late season hawkers? Late season hawkers. Favorite state to hunt. You've had a lot of really good late season hunts in North Dakota. North Dakota. Um, the Western states are all good. Arizona was probably my, one of my favorites because it's warm. Uh, I, I'm not, I'm not a huge hunt in the shit terrible fucking miserable weather type of guy Mm. like if these birds were to um my perfect life would be if canada geese flew down to the bahamas to spend their winter fair weather yeah i love fair weather like who who wouldn't i'm not uh you know i'm not one of those guys that posts a picture of a snowy hunt in the middle of july like missing these days like i'm not i'm not missing these days i'm not missing those days when i'm like fucking miserable and wet I just do it because I love hunting. Uh, I, I would say get as far south as you possibly can to hunt big honkers. So, like, uh, Arizona was awesome. Uh, it, you know, it was cold in the morning, but it warmed up. And yeah. uh, hunting in uh, uh, absolutely cold. fucking miserable negative degree to temperatures, sure, I've had awesome hunts all over the place, from Minnesota, Wisconsin, all the western states, uh, sure, it's not my favorite thing to do. I, I do it because I'm addicted to killing geese. Mm-hmm. And geese like the cold weather, so that's where they drag me. Right? I'd say, like, my favorite situation is 9 a.m. It was super cold the night before. It warmed up that morning. So it's, like, low to high 30s. So, like, the 30s. And the sun is out. Yeah. It's on the side of you or it's up behind you. And uh, when your hands are out, like my hands always get cold. And so if I, my hands are out of gloves 
and they're like in the sunlight. It's warm. Right. Like you almost want to take off all your layers and whatever. That's my favorite. So like it still feels like you're cold, late season, whatever, but it's not frigid. Like you could turn on the heater, you could not. Right. You know? But um, last question. That's the last one? This is the last one. What Main Street call do you blow, big dog? I blow a uh, refuge bus ticket. You like it, huh? Yeah. You you uh, switch from the Main Street um, or the RNT? I've blown an RNT MVP. That's when did you switch off of that? Four or five years ago, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. I, and Refuge just won the World Duck Calling Championship. Nick Brickacek won it. Nice. And uh, with a Refuge call. It's great. It's a great call. Um, lots of... Lots of guys are switching up their main street calls these days. I was just talking to Rob Bevins. He was saying uh, there's like seven guys at Worlds blown R&T, and there's like seven guys at Worlds blown Echo, which was like, which is insane. Like out of like 70 What guys, was it before? Like, dude, like 15 years ago, 10 years ago, you'd go to Worlds. Like out of 70 callers, 60 of them were Rich and Toner MVP. Mm. And now it's um, RM yep. and Riceland. Yep. And uh, they've all got teams out there now, too. And so it's like RM, Riceland, Rich and Tone, Echo, Refuge. Those are like the five main ones, which used to just be two main ones. Which Right. Yeah, I like the uh, Refuge call a lot. I've had good luck with that thing. And Not uh, sticking as much? Eh, it's just personal preference. But, yeah, yeah, the, the, it's pretty cool. Um, do you feel like there's still teams? Not as much as there used to be. Because I feel like there were some serious teams, serious. especially like R&T and Echo. Yeah. Those were like, or you're not on Club. my team, I'm not helping you with shit, I'm right. not telling you where I'm hunting, right. I'm not doing it, I'm not going to help you. Yeah. Period. But you don't feel like it's like that anymore? Not really, except on Facebook. Mm. The only drama, the people, people always like are like, oh, keyboard con- warriors. Con- contest calling has so much drama. Not at the contest. The contest, afterwards. Yeah, contest seemed not even afterwards, just on Facebook, before or after or during. There's always drama on Facebook. Like, yeah. yeah. And, uh, God, I even saw, like, where, uh, I even saw, like, uh, the World Waterfall Contest in Eastern Maryland. They released their list of judges. I know, dude. Right? I saw that. Yeah. And it's like, people who are competing are, like, saying shit about it. And it's like, okay. All right, let's look at who won the world contest. Uh, uh, was it John Walls again who won for a second consecutive time? Mm-hmm. Oh, so he's a really good goose caller. Yeah. Oh, I guess the judges did their job just fine. <laughs> like, are they picking somebody who's dog shit at calling to win the world championship? Of course not. Like, no one's stomping on stage and letting him know. You know, right? No, you're fine. Like, and all those judges, judges is it's such an. Uh, it's a hard job, but like one of my, I've ran contests before and like the judges that I would say are less experienced are so scared that they're mm-hmm. going to judge it incorrectly, that they listen so intently. And I'm like, yo, it ain't that tough. You pick out your favorite caller, you give them the highest score. That's all you got to do. Now there's five judges back here. There's five opinions. Like two of these guys are going to pick one winner. Three of these guys are going to pick a different winner. The guy who that the three of them picked is the winner. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. There's a reason there's five opinions. But, like, nobody's opinion is trash. And, like, once you get through round one, especially, 
like then the scores really start to separate. Like judges like keep their scores pretty tight in round one to assess the situation kind of mm-hmm. thing. <laughs> and then like once they get through round one, they're like, okay, I like these. I like these callers better. And then so right. the scores start to separate out a little bit for round two and especially round three. And the callers start calling better or worse as they progress through the rounds. Usually worse. Usually better. Not in my opinion. <laughs> Usually better. Usually better. Usually round one, you get a lot of nerves and the scores are pretty tight. And then round two and three, you get guys that squeak. that They're like, oh my God, I made it to round two. And they, <laughs> or, oh my God, I made it to round three. And then they start, the nerves get to the callers. So that makes it easy. The guys that make mistakes. And then the ones that separate out are the really good ones that don't make mistakes. And then you get the, the opinions that separate out. So, um, uh, like I was talking to, uh, one of the judges, one of the judges that was, uh, uh, judging at Easton this year. And it was one of his first time judging and he's judging some big contests. Dude, he takes it so seriously. He took it so seriously. We had like a 30 minute conversation about it and he was watching YouTube videos and he's preparing and he did a great job. Like the drama's on Facebook. The drama's not at the contest. Good callers are winning the contests. Everything's everything's copacetic. Everything's right. good. I tell you what though, John Walls, phenomenal person, phenomenal goose caller. Absolutely. Good lord. Absolutely. Heard him at uh, Coyote Creek, and I was like, damn. Right. I think he he messed up a note at Coyote Creek, so he didn't win. But it was just like, whew. yeah, wow. If yeah. he wouldn't like, he's insane. Insane. He's like, he's got that East Coast. Yeah. They're like. Deep. Right. A deep wah. Right. The deep wah. The the tone is so good, man. It is. And I when I judge, I really focus on tone. Yeah, as you should. So like I'll dock I'll dock um I'll dock people if they're like their routines are so technical and it's so good. However, they're just they don't have the tone. Yep. And so you're you're Tone's, going you're you going to get tone. a at the most a seven. Right. And if someone has tone, eight. They're winning. You know, and, but I that's agree. my opinion. That's your opinion. And a lot of people are judging off of technicality and, um, it's true. And other, other things. Yeah. I judged in Montana and I had different opinions from the other judges and that is okay. Right. Yeah. What were they judging on over there? Fuck. What, you know what? I'm sorry. Thank you guys so much for watching this 10 minute Tuesday. Sorry. It took 23 minutes, we but did 23 minutes. No, I don't know. It's probably like 19, 19. Fuck. Yeah. But thank you guys so much for watching. Go check out Nick on his Instagram, nickajohnson.com.net.org. Catch you on the next one. Triple X. (laughs) 